0: Good evening, and welcome to episode five of Quirkish Delight. Uh, My name is Kate. I'm Sana. Zrar. And tonight we watched episode four of The Witcher, Netflix original. Um, Title was Of Banquets, Bastards, and Burials. Any preliminary thoughts on episode four?
1: I thought a part of this episode was definitely about wormholes, Uh, how when you're in trouble, you can just like activate a wormhole, which takes some energy. You can't just like turn it on and off. It requires some physical energy. But at the end of it, you do get a wormhole, which is pretty cool. And you just jump through it. And uh, yeah, you're, you you are escape whatever situation you're in. Uh, somebody's chasing you and boom, you're into a different world. Uh, I wish I had a wormhole right now <laughs> with this COVID stuff going on. And oh uh, I was like, yeah, where would my wormhole go to on this planet? That's
0: such a good question. I feel like in a way, my wormhole is like the conversations and like the people around me. They're like my form of wormhole in this like time instead of it being like an actual place that I'm going to. Um, I find that often those conversations with people helps me like come back to feeling safe and uh, calm within this amount of time. Because really, there is nowhere we can go unless it's like, 26 or 27 degrees Celsius rain. (laughs) So maybe just somewhere really hot we'll all go to. But for some context within The Witcher, um, there was this one scene where there was a witch who was continuously saving a princess or someone of royalty who was being assassinated because uh, she was only having female babies over and over. And there was a terrifying insect
2: creature Mm -hmm. with like a knife... That kept stabbing,
0: oh, it was terrifying, it was so awful
2: i I think that the most surprising moment was probably when the the guy storming in to ask for um the marriage proposal of the the queen's daughter oh, yeah. and then um pulling off his ma or his um helmet and underneath he's he's kind of like a hedgehog. (laughs) It's just really random. Porcupine (laughs) hedgehog. Yeah, yeah, porcupine hedgehog. And and, uh, maybe it was because we were in episode five. (laughs) Uh, Could be. That was probably the most uh, sort of jarring moment. I think there were other ones for sure. uh, Like the one where the, uh, the woman you're talking about with the baby, she decides to give up her baby as an offering to that large <sighs> insect. And, uh, instead they, they murder her.
0: Well-deserved, though. Never human sacrifice your baby so you can run away. How selfish of you, lady.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel the insect, like, lost respect for her (laughs) when she she's the baby. She's like, come on. This is where you die and you you maybe fight for the baby, not offer the baby to me. Come
0: on. Yeah, come on. (laughs) You think you're going to get off that easy? Come on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and the surprises kind of piled on, like, right after that. And then even in that scene when they when the porcupine guy proposed to the queen. Queen's daughter, I think. Queen's daughter, yeah. Um, and even then, like, they kissed and, like, he turned into a normal person. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. his spell got removed. So after, I don't know how long it, ha- it he was under spell, but it seemed, like, very quick that this yeah. character appeared with a spell which everybody was scared <laughs> and they are ready to kill him. And literally, like, 25 minutes later, the spell is gone because destiny likes him. True love prevails. Um, And then there was an insinuation that the girl got the virus.
0: At first I thought it was because she like overused her power and she, because at one point they also mixed in this little like X-Men related theme of like Mm -hmm. power where, everybody else is blown away everything breaks apart it's like this strong wind that like yeah. nobody can control and then they're floating in the air like nobody can touch them invincible couple um and then the witcher like swallowed that like weird potion which
2: changed everything and like yeah that was made it all stop too. Um, yeah he just like randomly pulls out a potion and <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Like either it was a potion or he just took a shot of alcohol or something. I don't know. <laughs> that was in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, He's like, I need a drink right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is stressful. This drink will end everything.
0: Um, I feel like the Witcher is higher. So it feels like the Witcher is a race um, because they alluded to the fact that like they mm-hmm. couldn't reproduce anymore and therefore like there's no more Witchers. So I was like, are you guys like your own thing? But yeah, I feel like they are brought in to like assassinate.
2: Or to do a job, or yeah, it could be protection as well, right? Yeah, that's actually a good point because they just alluded to like the killing of elves and
0: the Witcher having like killed a bunch of elves, and maybe I think my heart was like, oh, elves, (laughs) maybe the elves were bad.
2: (laughs) But the Witcher was protecting little porcupine dude. Yeah. So yeah.
1: Only he agreed with the porcupine dudes. Point mm-hmm. in this entire gathering, and then he convinced everybody that this guy actually was a was a prince. There was also a, like, a avatar themed uh to this as well. Oh, yeah, there's a whole people the, in the forest, the woodland people, mm, yeah. who this porcupine dude belongs to. I believe. Does I think he? He, you think they put I, the I, curse I, on I, him. I for sure think he's related why? to the people in the forest somehow. Why?
0: No way.
2: Did he's he... a knight, and he was cursed. But so why? Who cursed him? But why would you think people? that? And and the uh, all the people in the forest are women. Why would this dude be related to them? That's a good observation, actually. Yeah, there yeah. weren't any men in there.
1: I thought a big part of this episode was changing the queen's beliefs about destiny. Uh, I think she grew up in a very like, in a way where I think those people of the forest or whatever this porcupine dude was, they were hated. But at the <laughs> mm-hmm. end of this episode, like she saw the, like she changed her mind.
2: Well, the the queen also seemed to have um, the sort of. Dislike for males in general. Mm -hmm. Like, you could kind of sense that as well, where, you know, you, um, some of her comments around you guys have never, like, carried a child or birthed a child. And so she doesn't have a lot of respect for, like, men in general, it seems. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And And yeah, and that, that doesn't really help the situation with this. Um, you know, porcupine male <laughs> asking for her hands, uh, for her daughter's hand in marriage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had said at one point that she was frustrated with the male tradition, mm-hmm. um, that was going on, and it was just the people like playing music and dancing, and yeah. But as at the same time, she was this woman in power and in a very strong position who made she had like the first scene that we saw her and she was coming back from battle mm-hmm. covered in blood and mud. And then the next she's like in this beautiful dress and the witcher like asks her at one point, like, why don't you just like sit on your throne in comfort? And she was like, death is, or sorry, um, killing people is more simple or it was something around simplicity mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. killing people.
1: Because there's a simplicity in killing monsters.
0: Oh yeah, that was
1: good. That's why you play video games and all these things because it kinda of boils down to like good and bad and you can like control your uh I don't know, your your environment there. So and I think I think we also saw the first version of like Tinder in this uh in this episode. <laughs> With the suitors yeah, coming because in. The, <laughs> the suitors <princess. laughs> came in and the only weird part was that maybe this is an app idea that they gave us <laughs> is where instead of like the, the person who's about to date the person swiping left or right, you have your mom swipe left or right, left, <laughs> which is what the queen was kind of doing with all the candidates.
2: It's like a mom filter. <laughs> they should just have that option. You're like looking at, um, at uh, any person in in tinder you can add a mom filter and and know right away what your mom would do
0: <laughs> in general all moms would say just yeah. don't use tinder as a platform <laughs> just move on to a different app <laughs> oh gosh uh, there was
1: also a concept of uh, a shitless death in this uh episode yeah. i think this is the witcher like knocking back one of the suitors
0: final breath shitless death
1: um what do you guys think uh uh, she meant by by that phrase.
0: I don't know. In a way, I feel like it's like as if you don't have fear when you're dying, because if you're like shitting yourself when dying, yeah. you are like scared. You're scared. But yeah. like if you're not shitting while dying, that <laughs> means you you were confident. And you're like ready to go. I'm great. So in a way, is it like a compliment that she's handing yeah. out to these people? Um, I wish you a shitless death.
1: Yeah, um, I think that yeah. th- that could be a new way we could like greet each other. <laughs>
2: Like it's a combo. Hey man, hey good, good to <laughs> yeah. see you, man. Or
1: see you later, man. Hope you have a shitless death.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hope you die in peace.
1: It's like the new rip.
2: <laughs> it's the new rip. I, I guess given what's going on today, like with with COVID nineteen and stuff, we could kind of just incorporate that into casual know, combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah for I sure. think so too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, I find like also in relation to COVID nineteen with the porcupine, the whole like group of people around him were in fear because they didn't really understand what he was or what was going on. And similarly, like how we're looking at people like every single day in the subway or like in any transit, one person coughs and you're like, Oh my God, what are you (laughs) doing near me? Um, But they could have like a seasonal allergy or be a smoker and we have no idea,
1: but we fear this thing. We don't
0: fully know or understand. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I'm kind of embarrassed that we have bought five hundred dollars worth of groceries,
2: oh my God. You know, I think your mom kind of put us in a panic mode, <laughs> honestly, to be blunt. And it's very easy now to just go online and order a bunch of stuff, and I think that's kind of what happened to us the other day. So yeah, not our best moment. Have to say that. Um glad i I wasn't one of those people waiting outside the line at Costco today. <laughs> So uh, I still can hold on to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we got that one. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy. Like similarly to the virus itself, like fear is contagious. And when people around you are scared of what's happening and put something like an idea in your mind, it's easy to grab onto it and be like, I too am scared. Um, yeah. But like, frankly, it is a weird time for everyone when every shelf is sold out. So getting stuff online is a really smart play. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to you guys for being ahead of the curve and the schmucks <laughs> like me who stood in the line at Metro today <laughs> over lunch hour. <laughs> um,
1: what did you call back?
0: Just, uh, like, frankly, I got a lot of fresh stuff because there's no dried goods left or frozen vegetables or anything like that. So I just continued to get like my regular business as usual <laughs> weekly grocery list and, uh, I did get 18 eggs this time, though, really. I mm. stocked up on those six extra eggs. Mm, nice. You know, I Plent. was like, better be Plent. careful.
1: There's also a good line in there when uh, when the queen is trying to convince uh, her daughter to marry like one of these suitors. And she's like, oh, how about that guy? Like, you could do worse. And she goes, I could do better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, what is a good age for children to kind of start really questioning their parents? And being like, okay, you know, uh, you may be completely wrong. Let me do my own thing here.
2: You always believe as uh, when you're young and, and, and still growing up that some part of what your parents are saying is right in some way or that they know a lot more than you do or they know the world. So that I think that that's always there. Uh, the questions can start coming, which are good, but the realization that maybe your parents are kind of dumb May not hit you till I'd say about 15. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Did the mother keep from the daughter um, that like she would have these special abilities because it seemed like the grandmother gave her instruction to go to the forest. And then in like the forward when they're seeing each other um, as adults and she expresses her power and her mother's like, I didn't know if you would get this from your grandmother since it passed me. Um,
1: what is one thing that like you uh look at that your parents have that you're like, "Oh man, that trait got to me and I'm so glad."
0: <laughs> My dad, he can speak to literally anyone at any time. And when I was growing up, it would always be that we'd be in the line for something like getting a coffee or grocery store. And he's speaking to every single person around him. And I used to be so embarrassed and like, Oh my God, dad, like stop talking to everyone. But then as I grew up, I slowly noticed that I was becoming this person. And then I truly found joy in like just speaking to people like when I was out and like giving that smile and like interacting in that way. And so I am glad that I, I do have that like, I don't know if that's a trait or a quality, but yeah, ability to speak to people easily.
1: I'm glad I got that one. The princess is a little angry at, um, or not a little angry. She's fundamentally against some of the atrocities that she sees that her kingdom has committed. and And we saw the witcher's perspective on this whole thing in one sentence at the end where he goes, all you saw today was a little girl playing with her magic just to get back at her mother. Yeah. And that's the episode because during this entire episode, the Witcher was not phased at all. I I don't think he went above 50% energy (laughs) at any point in this episode. This was like a a bored evening. It was like a Tuesday night for him (laughs) because the first scene in this thing is Witcher coming back into a, like a hut and he's covered in like guts and like blood. I
2: forgot about that. Yeah.
1: So that's like a typical night for the Witcher. (laughs) Yeah. This (laughs) is This is this is nothing.
0: Just let me get my potion out of my pocket and we'll call it a night.
1: What is the average day of the life of the Witcher? Is he, is he a government official?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: or is he more like a, a subcontractor?
0: Subcontractor. Definitely
1: subcontractor. Oh, yeah. When do you think they call the Witcher? Is he a
0: hitman? I feel like he comes in to clean up the mess of what they tried to already accomplish.
2: And he's like, oh, here I come again, trying to save your life. He's oh. like a last resort. Oh, God, we got to call the witcher.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he's acting on moral principle in his actions or is he like a for hire guy?
0: That's a good question because he had a strong opinion about the porcupine and the fact that he wasn't a monster and therefore (laughs) he didn't want to kill him because he knew, like, even before he announced that he was cursed, he's like, he is not a monster. So I feel like there is a form of moral compass to
2: him, but... But we don't really know. Yeah, I think he's got some underlying objectives that are not clear yet. (laughs) Yeah, that would be my guess. And he did say a couple different lines. One of them I wrote down, he he said, I need no one. And the last thing I want is someone needing me. So he sounds pretty bitter at the same time. Yeah. If you had to pick one character that
0: really resonated with you, and that you would like to represent you, what would what character would that be out of our episode four?
1: I don't know what represent me, but the one um... <laughs> maybe a weird choice of
2: words in the question. <laughs> pick a character that is uh, you. I would say the bug for you. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think I liked uh, Porcupine Guy, you know? <laughs> he had a good uh, backstory there with the curse and everything going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of parallels to, to fairy tales. Kind of want to dig into how those two met and <laughs> what exactly happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely in the woodland forest. And anyway. why, why the Witcher was so adamant about protecting him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I didn't particularly like how the curse broke right away. Mm-hmm. That that sort of made light of the situation. Like <laughs> you know, if he just met a, a a girl like a lot earlier and just <laughs> kissed her, then this would have been over. Um, so, I I really liked the
0: the dark witch character from like that other side story that wasn't seemingly not related to the main like high like queen princess story she was very evidently frustrated with the princess uh, and her behavior so at one point she leaves her to die um, but she comes back for the baby and she saves the baby um, and gives it like a proper burial at the end and i was super curious like if her like this witch character is somehow connected to the witcher like if there's like a witch witcher Mm. connection Mm -hmm. um or like what her backstory was because that was like a very I don't know, admirable thing to do. Um, uh, so I liked her.
1: Yeah, I want to stick with the queen. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I think I did like her uh, a lot. Um, and also, some of the best dialogues in this in this episode came from the queen as she was dissing all the suitors oh, yeah. who were coming up mm-hmm. to the uh, mm-hmm. to ask for her hand. Was the lady in the forest who was like the chief forest officer CFO? <laughs> 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 Not knowing what the Witcher's job is, uh, and if the Witcher like, you know, came into your office and you had to give the Witcher a performance review and maybe some feedback on what his how he could do his job better, what would you say to him?
2: <laughs> well, um I'd say that uh he needs to show a little bit more emotion, number one, <laughs> so that people can see that he's fully engaged in the role <laughs> that he's He's supposed to be playing or that um um yeah so i I think a a level of engagement would be uh the first one uh second one would be don't drink on the job (laughs) that would be the second one uh because we don't know what's going on there and uh and then the the third one would really be um you know, if you're going to if you're going to say that somebody's not a monster, protect them or so forth, that that's great. You're you're um you know, you're you're coming out and speaking your your values, your beliefs, but you have to provide a little bit more context for the audience as well so that they know what's going on and they don't feel threatened by you. <laughs> <laughs> I would commend the Witcher on his very profound
0: thoughts around destiny and how it is just a comfort for all of us when we feel there's uncertain times ahead. Um, And I would coach, I would coach the Witcher on how he communicates that point to others. And sometimes that not everyone can so bluntly handle that, that truth. And sometimes people want to have a shooting star that is solely meant for them and it is their path. So not everyone's ready for him yet, but just ease in, just ease into it is what I would tell him.
1: Uh, do you have any suggestions for the wormhole technology to be improved? Wormholes are great. I mean, would love one, <laughs> but really don't want this part of it. Uh, I was like, if if I go into a wormhole, like I'm gone. Don't bring the world that I just left with me. Mm. Like the people who are chasing, trying to kill me, they shouldn't have access to the wormhole right away.
0: But who's to say that's the same wormhole? What if they had their own wormhole? And then it's like a vortex, like brick and morty. They have their own portagon. They like search through all the different worlds and then they just like happen to finally get there. That's why they don't show up immediately. They show up like 10 seconds later.
1: Yeah. 10 seconds to cover all the worlds. Maybe. Advanced technology. I think I'm just saying it's a feature request (laughs) for the wormhole. Don't allow others to come in. The security
0: is an issue.
1: What do you guys think is the underlying conflict in the show that is like holding this whole thing together? Uh, you know, like in Game of Thrones, it was like the Lannisters versus Starks and things are kind of revolving around that. What is the tension here that things are fragmenting around?
0: Similarly to Game of Thrones, I think it's around like a house, like the queen had alluded to the daughter needing to marry a particular family so their name could live on, Um and I think like a, the Witcher is just like a bystander of, of all of their affairs. But I feel like the main conflict is kind of surrounding them and like their attempt
2: to assassinate all of the elves. Um, I think maybe underlying, I, I do feel like there's this like female, male sort of, I don't know, just push pull uh, as well. So that could be a part of it, too.
1: Do you think the witcher banged the queen at some point?
0: (laughs) No,
2: the queen definitely wanted to bang the witcher. And the witcher
0: was like, no.
2: Yeah, he didn't look interested. Don't bang anyone. Mm -mm. Maybe he'll bang girl witcher.
1: Why do you think the queen was so like in a rush to get the daughter married?
2: She's of the
0: age where she's ready to have babies.
1: The queen made a pretty big point of uh, women being just considered vessels and not people. What do you think happened to her in her life? Because she is the queen, yet she seems very not content with her position.
2: It kind of doesn't make sense, right? Because um, she's saying these things, but then she's pushing her daughter into marriage, right? So it kind of seems counterintuitive there, what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And also even looking to get married again herself. Like, isn't that perpetuating everything that you're saying? So yeah,
0: in general, episode four was fantastic. Um, so out of ten, as an overall enjoyment rating, um, you can incorporate any factors you like into this. What would you rate it?
1: I'd give it. A, I'd give it a solid six, six and a half. I'd say.
2: Oh, that's what I was going to say. Six point five. Okay, that was my rating. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a 7.2,
0: 7.2 on mm. the dot on the nose. Soft seven.
1: Um. Yeah. And also this episode felt like episode one. Mm -hmm. So whenever a show is able to do that, I think kudos to the director for uh, subtly, you know, just like sprinkling that in there. So Mm -hmm. I think something needs to be said for that. Not that there are many people starting the show at episode four, but. (laughs)
0: We never <laughs> it's like yeah. the director knew we were making this podcast and was like, I better make it as clear as possible who all the characters are, what the storylines are I mean, yeah
1: I, I, thought, I thought it was tastefully
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> We thank you director for all of your hard work on this on this project uh, and until next time we'll all bid you adieu
2: hardly becomes me